Well, hi, friends. I'm Pastor Jason, and it is my privilege to be with you here via this podcast and uh, sharing with you my good friends, Stephen and Ellen Moore. Uh, Stephen and Ellen are um, not brand new to several of you, but maybe new enough that we just wanted to spend a couple minutes here introducing them and talking a little bit about what God has placed in their hearts and on their lives uh, as it relates to church planting in and uh, as a part of our engaged network of churches. So uh, I'm just going to start off. We're just messing around a little bit with this. But Ellen, um, what do you think of Stephen's beard? I mean, when I first met you, actually, Stephen, you had a goatee. And then when I saw you again when you moved down here, uh, you had this full beard. And, of course, we're in the studio with Tanner, who's, who's more manly than anybody because of his <laughs> massive beard. And I'm, I'm trying here myself. But uh, what do you think of this, Ellen? I like it. I like it. <laughs> He looks good with the beard. Good. Oh, very good. See, that's a, that's a good wife right there. That's Nothing right. you would change right. about this at all, no. Ellen? No. Wow, that's not a setup at all, actually. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let me start off by reading this uh, just as kind of a, a tether for our discussion today and um, maybe a, just a reminder of what we're trying to do here in, in our Engage Network, especially as it relates to developing leaders um, from our ministries going into the ministry. And of course, you'll tell your story a little bit about where you've come from and stuff. But this is a good reminder for me, a good reminder for us, and then maybe for our friends that are watching and listening to this. It's, it's Paul to young Timothy, your younger Timothy maybe, uh, in 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 15. A couple things in here to catch. Keep a close watch on yourself and on the teaching. Persist in this, for by doing so, you will save both yourself and your hearers. So there's there's giant character uh, qualifications here that Paul is talking about. Keep a close watch on yourself, and then and then the teaching, scripture, the the doctrine, the theology, the the relevant message of the good news. Keep a close watch on that as well. And the the ramifications if we don't are just huge, right? Uh, persist in this, for by doing so you'll save both yourself and your hearers. So there's a tremendous. Um, salvation element, not just soteriologically in the gospel, but also just, just a general saving of people if we hold close to uh, the good news, theology, the teaching, as Paul said, in our own lives and in the lives of people that hear us. And of course, the, the opposite is if we don't do that, then what in the world are we doing here? So, um, Stephen, I, maybe I'll just start with you. Tell, tell us a little bit about, um, about yourself about your wife, and then, uh, and then Ellen, I'm going to ask you about like what a day in your house looks like as mom and wife and homeschooler and all the rest of the stuff you do. So Stephen, you kick it off, and then Ellen, you're on. Okay. Yeah, sure. So I'm Stephen, my wife Ellen. Uh, we both grew up in Christian homes. Uh, my dad, Pastor Gary Moore, and my, my mom, uh, Christy, have been in ministry all their life. And then many people will know Chuck and Diane DeClean, uh, which is Ellen's parents. So we have a great heritage. We grew up in and around ministry. Uh, we met at Bible College and uh, got married after both of, um, after we both graduated. And uh, we have five children. So our oldest is uh, Samuel. Uh, he's a very helpful young man who really likes following the rules. Uh, Benjamin uh, is kind of our funny guy and uh, also very sensitive, though, too. And then Jariah follows in my footsteps a little bit in the sense, not that he is artistic, because I have none of that, but he's very artistic, but he's also our most accident-prone child. And of all the trips to the ER, all the trips to the hospital, 
90% of them have been him. So Isaiah's our youngest. Uh, he just keeps us guessing. We never know what he's going to say next. And uh, also, very exciting, he recently professed Christ as his Savior, so that's cool. Great. And our baby girl is Emma, and we call her aggressively affectionate. Uh, We found her in the basement one time chasing her brothers around, yelling, come back here, I love you. So so that's kind of her personality. That's great. Yeah. That's great. Come back here, I love you. That's right. Does she take after dad or mom in that? Okay. That would be me. (laughs) That's how I got her. I just had to keep running saying, come Come back back here. I love you. He's pretty forward, wasn't he? I wore her her down over time. (laughs) Well, it worked. She was was great for the short distance, but I'm more of a long haul runner. You kept going. Good job. Good job. Ellen, um, what's it like to be to be Ellen Moore? Um, it's it's crazy. It's a little busy. I usually start out the morning um, pretty early because that's the only time we have actual quiet time. Huh. Um, so to be alone with the Lord, you have to get up pretty early. Uh, so that's kind of one of my favorite times is getting up early, um, getting a cup of coffee, and just sitting and reading reading my Bible um, and just kind of going through different Bible studies, going through Psalms right now. Um, so, and I need that. I need to be able to get up before my kids get up because once they get up, it's game over. Um, so yes, we, we homeschool and that can be pretty intense some days. I, I've had to call Steven a couple times and just be like, I give up. I'm done. I can't do this. (laughs) And he comes home and just tries to help me. Um, cause homeschooling, you've got to have both parents on board. Um, so he has a big help. Um, but yeah, it is pretty intense and I have to remind my kids, there's five of you and one of me, one of you is going to have to wait. Um, so that pretty much makes up my day, um, you know, between meals cause I have to eat three times a day <laughs> and, um, homeschooling that, that keeps me pretty busy during the day. So, but I'm thankful. I mean, homeschooling is not for everybody, but I'm thankful to be able to do it because I, not only get to help teach them subjects, but also just kind of character things too that I see pop up um, mm. with school, and so we can address those. And it's yeah. it's a privilege. It's a lot of work, but it is a privilege to be able to stay home with my kids. So. Yeah, yeah, very cool. So, yeah. Uh, one of the God's timing things in this whole story is that here at Sailorville Church we were able to purchase a home that actually for years sat right across the road from our property in between two of our um, two of our parking lots, basically. Mm-hmm. And a woman lived there for years, and we, ha- we had a good relationship with her, but we always told her if she were to move and sell the house that we would love to buy that. Mm-hmm. And uh, we used to own it and sold it to her, and, so, and, and actually God allowed us to purchase that because she did move and she sold it to us. And so you guys live in what we affectionately know as the White House, right here on campus here at Sailorville. And uh, almost every Sunday I'll get a text message from Stephen as I pull in the parking lot and he says, hey, I'm creeping on you right now. Or, yeah, your family looks great as, you know, you guys are sitting in your living room or wherever you are. I try not to look in the windows uh, as everybody's going to church here on Sunday morning. Of course, you're doing your thing on Sunday morning as well. But uh, what, what a blessing that has been to have you in that house. And I don't know, maybe just talk about a little bit of the, we'll get to some of the moving stuff in a little bit, but when you initially were talking about moving down here, uh, how, how big of a blessing is the housing thing? Because it was a real question for mm-hmm. you guys, obviously, right? Yeah. 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 Well, um, 
I've never actually paid a month of rent or a month of mortgage in my life. Uh, what a gig! Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, so when I, when I went off to Bible college, I went straight from Bible college into uh, two different pastoral ministries, and both of them had parsonages uh, that were uh, provided for the pastor. So when we started thinking about coming down here, uh, being involved with the Engage Network, I, I know nothing. I knew nothing. Uh, about having a home, owning a home, renting a home. And uh, I just opened up the only search website that I knew, Zillow, uh -huh. and uh, I drew a circle around Ankeny. That's a feature they have, and I just clicked. And literally hundreds of responses, little, little houses all popped up. And I just about had a panic attack right there. I just thought, Lord, I, I don't know what in the world we're going to do. And yeah. And I remember actually right there uh, praying and uh, saying, Lord, I know, that, I know that a miracle by Jesus would be let there be a house and there's a house, but you're going to have to do something, nothing short of miraculous mm. for us in the housing situation. And uh, I, I really do think that the White House yeah. was an answer to prayer. Us being able uh, to have a place uh, to call our own, uh, somebody who can uh, be the caretaker and things like that. That being offered to us as part of us coming down here was a huge burden off of our shoulders and just a huge blessing. So absolutely an answer to prayer. Yeah. I think like a comfort too, because we've always lived very close. His office and church have always been so close to our house. Uh -huh. So his office is here at Sailorville right now and we're right across the street. So knowing that he's just right here and knowing that the staff is here too, um, has just been a comfort in this transition time to not feel like I'm, you know, somewhere else and he's running around to his meetings and things. But so it's been even just a comfort just yeah. being so close. And we've been coming to the 11 o'clock service on Sunday. So it's so fun walking out of our door, just going down a little bit and crossing the street and coming over to church. <laughs> it's been a blessing. So. Those little comforts uh, are, are really gifts from God, I think, mm -hmm. uh, during difficult times. And transition certainly is is difficult, and you guys' hearts are all in it, but that doesn't mean that it's not been a little difficult mm -hmm. at times. But, Alan, listen, you, you come from the, the great legacy of Chuck and Diane <laughs> DeClean, and so I would really be remiss if we didn't ask a, a, a question about what, you know, a, give us a like. story, a memory. What was it like growing up with... Chuck and Diane, I mean, give us a little bit of the behind the scenes stuff because we see one thing, but you, I mean, you grew up with them. Yeah, yeah. I was just actually reminiscing a little bit because my dad gave me uh, the manuscript for his upcoming book oh, that yeah. he's putting out. Um, and I just, I remember the night before we went to Ecuador, we were all in a hotel room the night before we flew out for the first time. And I just remember laying there and I'm like, Dad. I'm too excited to fall asleep. And he's like, oh, me too. Um, but getting there, um, it was just, there are so many good memories that we had, even when we were in Ecuador. I remember my dad, after church, there weren't taxis or buses running um, after church, and people would have to walk home. So my dad had this 12-passenger van, and he would pile probably 30, 35 people in that 12-passenger in that van. I would grab my guitar and there wouldn't be enough room for me to hold it. So someone else would strum, someone would do the chords, <laughs> and we would sing as we dropped every person off at their house. And there were so many times we were like, can you just wait and drop me off last because I don't want to get out yet. Uh, um, but we had so many awesome memories of just being on the mission field um, yeah. with my dad. And 
I think he's made a competition out of everything, even being on staff. That was very (laughs) true as kids as well. Um, But he always made up his own rules, so he won every competition. Yes, yes. that is very true. (laughs) And even my kids know that. They're like, Grandpa's rules are always different. So (laughs) it's always been the same. He's consistent. He is consistent. That's right. (laughs) We love Chuck and Diane, of course, and they they do. I I mentioned the word legacy. They have just a, a, a massive godly legacy not just around here, but of course in Ecuador and, and really all over the world. Um, and uh, I, I look up to both of them and just appreciate both of them so much. Chuck especially has taught me a lot about how to, how to love people and yeah. why to love people. And uh, just really appreciate him uh, for that. Uh, let's, let's talk a little bit bigger picture stuff now. You unpacked a little bit of this on Sunday night here this last week at Sailorville. Stephen, and we can link to that so people can watch that whole video. But tell us a little bit more about why the Engage Network. So, so we're introducing you, but we're also kind of sharing a little bit of this vision about the church planting network that we're in. And, and we believe that God has called us to be gospel-centered churches, planting gospel-centered churches. So there's right. Sailorville now and these five church plants. And my goodness, God just keeps doing great and mighty things in the Des Moines metro right now through these churches. And uh, they're not church plants anymore, really, except for New City that you're working specifically with. But tell us a little bit more about the Engage Network, because you're, you're known, but you're not from one of our home churches necessarily. Yeah, well, I guess the short answer as to how we got here was just that God led us here. Yeah. Um, we were in a ministry, had been in the same ministry for 12 years. God was blessing and doing wonderful things. We were happy, and uh, we were really, really enjoying it there. And uh, didn't see ourselves leaving anytime soon. And uh, God just came along and, and put his hand on our hearts and, and led us in this direction. So the short answer is God led us. Uh, unpacking that a little bit more, uh, I guess I would say something that I've always been impressed with from afar is, uh, I guess, the humility and yet the gospel hunger of the Engage Network and the churches that make up the Engage Network. There's just a, a willingness to, to really keep the main things, the main things, the gospel, discipleship, driving hard uh, after those things, but also with a humility that brings others in and, and tries to build the best team we can to accomplish the most that we can for the glory of God. Mm. And uh, now that I'm in the atmosphere, now that I'm in and around all of these guys, what I've seen from afar uh, has really been confirmed. There's just a humility, a desire to pursue the right priorities, and then just a great atmosphere of, of teamwork and encouragement. And uh, something that the Lord gave me through this process was Matthew 25 mm. and the parable of the talents. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, And who do we want to be? Do we just want to be the guy who buries the talent and says, here, Lord, you didn't lose anything? Mm-hmm. Uh, do we want to be the guy who gives back five and says, I've been faithful. Uh, But there's also that guy who gives back 10. And uh, the Lord says, to whom much has been given, uh, much will be required. And also he who is faithful uh, with much, I will make ruler over much. And uh, I see an opportunity with the Engage Network uh, to try to maximize the giftings that I have in conjunction with the giftings of others uh, for the glory of God. And that's really what I want to do. And it it's been a joy, Stephen, to specifically spend time with you over the last, it's been six weeks or so now yeah. that we're into this thing. Yeah. And uh, it's like an 18-month process that we, we believe that's about the right timing here. But uh, the last six weeks have just been 
really fun for me personally and enriching. Um, you've taught me. You've you've been kind to me. You've uh, you've encouraged me. You've been extremely grateful. And all those things we we knew about you sort of from afar. But now we're experiencing those, especially here at Sailorville and at New City. Well, we're both really big fans of ice cream. Yes, we and do. I think that we do love ice cream. Us, that just gives us a bond. That's uh, what that got you here, buddy. Has. That's, That's right. what got you here. That's the first thing on the application, really. Uh, we, we are in an 18-month process that is essentially divided up into these uh, sort of overlapping periods of serving in a church plant and and training uh, among our leadership in the, in the different churches, and then preparing or planning to launch, you know, the next church plant, Lord willing, and then actually launching it and developing a core team and, and all of those types of things. And so it's a, it's a long process in some ways. Uh, the days seem long probably, but the 18 months overall mm. is probably going to go very mm. quickly. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Ellen, let me ask you, I guess, especially growing up in a ministry home and especially missions in Ecuador for the time that you were there. What are some things that you learned there or that God sort of got a hold of your heart in that have um, maybe prepared you for ministry? And I don't know, maybe specifically church planting, because that's really in a, in a really true sense, that's missions right there, right? Yeah. So how, how has God used your past to prepare you for what we believe he may have for you guys in the future? I think... Uh, just watching my parents and especially my dad, his heart for souls. Um, from a very early age, I felt like God was calling me into foreign missions. Um, I wanted every missionary presentation, both dad and I were like, hey, let's go there. We should go there. Um, so I had my heart set on Africa. That's where I was headed. Um, God changed that. And I said, Lord, you can send me anywhere. Just don't leave me in Iowa. Just not <laughs> Iowa. God's like, here you go. And I yep. love Iowa. I do. Um, but I think just seeing my dad's heart for people yeah. gave me that heart. And I wanted, ever since I was young, I wanted to be in full-time ministry, no matter how that was. Um, and so watching that in my parents. And now now as a parent, you know, as my parents sacrificed a lot to be on the mission field, and I didn't understand that as a kid. But even as Stephen and I felt like we were coming in to the Engage Network and we had to tell our kids we're moving, um, mm. and that was hard. But even my dad challenged me and said, but what are your kids going to look back and see yeah. that you guys said yes to the Lord? And we could stay where we were. Um, we had an awesome, awesome church, um, great ministry. We were comfortable. Mm -hmm. um, but it just seemed that God was wanting us to move out, step out, and, and seeing my parents do that, and then by God's grace, showing our kids that we're saying yes to the Lord, um, to this ministry that we feel like God is calling us to. And I hope and pray that that shows our kids that, you know, that God deserves all of, all of us. Um, so that's kind of something that I feel like has prepared me, but I have to say a lot of it has to do with my parents mm -hmm. and, and their heart to want to serve the Lord um, is my desire too. So there's a, there's a great encouragement, maybe even a challenge to parents right there, right? Whether you're in, in sort of capital M ministry or, uh, or not, if you've got kids, single mom, married, married parents, spouses, you have an amazing responsibility mm -hmm. and really an opportunity to leave a legacy in the lives of your kids uh, and maybe even kids of other parents around you if you don't have your own kids. But uh, what, what a great legacy and you're continuing that and we look forward to seeing how God continues to do that. Um, <clears throat> Stephen, you, we mentioned New City Church a couple of times here. Just give us a, 
a couple of the, the specifics of what you guys are doing at New City right now to serve and, and to be trained. You're making a lot of observations. You're, you're getting a lot of exposure to ministry, especially in the church planting environment. New City is our latest, freshest church plant, doing some things differently, which I think is good for us to, to see. Um, there weren't a lot of specifics about what this was going to look like before you came, right? And we've sort of joked about that. But we say yes to God, and he puts exactly what we need in front of us to, to help make us more like his son Jesus. So where, where are you fitting in at New City right now? And It's a longer process, but just give us a couple specifics if you can. Yeah, well, New City is is what is technically considered our, our church home. That's where we spend most of our time. That's where we're most involved in ministry. And uh, so uh, I'm part of setting up and tearing down whenever I can. Um, Ellen is very soon getting involved in the children's ministries and things like that. I, I help Chuck with a starting point class. And uh, I've, I've spoken once and uh, may have more opportunities to do that in the future. Um, also, they've kind of given us a ministry to, to pioneer. Like you said, they're only a couple of years old, and uh, they don't really have a, a, an organized young adults ministry. Yeah. And so this was a chance for Ellen and I to come in, kind of build a ministry from the ground up. And we have our first young adults event this Friday night, actually. Oh, so cool. we're very excited about that. And uh, that's where we're, we're directing a lot of energy and focus doing a lot of observation, just a lot of listening and learning and asking questions. You know, I, I pastored in an established church for over 15 years, and I'm seeing things and asking questions I never would have even dreamed of. You know, set up, tear down, being in a school. Um, this whole COVID thing has got New City Church meeting on Saturday night, which yes. which is interesting and presents a lot of challenges. Um, I hate to say it, but it's almost like a dream come true for the resident because I go to work at my home church on Saturday night, and then I've been able to be at Lakeside. I've been at uh, Living Waters Fellowship, and I plan to get around to the other churches as well. Uh, It just gives me another day of observing and absorbing that DNA, and so that's really what I'm trying to do. A lot of different meetings, uh, getting involved with people through the week, Um, and Pastor Adam and Pastor Nathan uh, really uh, brought me along. They let me ask a lot of questions, and uh, and I'm just very thankful for that. I, I love the hands-on approach, the the training that you're getting right now, both of you, and in seeing it um, seeing it right in front of you, and actually being able to be a part of it. And some of the questions that you're asking didn't even know you didn't even know they existed before you got here. And uh, that's that's ministry, that's church planting, of course, that's missions, that's that's all of life, you know. Mm-hmm. And I've just appreciated so much how you've jumped in with both feet, and it hasn't always been easy to leave a place that you loved, not the place, but the people that you mm-hmm. loved, really, I should say. And uh, you and your kids have done just a fantastic job. And Sailorville is not your home church, in a sense, in, in this engaged network church planting residency, but we love seeing you here. Mm-hmm. And like you said, Alan, we love having Stephen's office just kind of down the hall here, and um, it's been great. Uh, but New City is sort of that home church for you. And, and we've talked about developing a, a, a core group as you prepare to launch, Lord willing, in 16, 18 months-ish. And we don't know where that's going to be yet, but we do know that God's going to send the right people with you, right? Mm-hmm. But tell me just a little bit about your specific makeup, your shape, your giftedness, and the kinds of people that you believe God may put together um, with Stephen and Ellen that would sort of complete this team of people uh, to be you know, from a human standpoint, I guess, as much as we can say, like effective and successful in, in, in launching into ministry in this way. Yeah. 
Well, one thing that I know is going to happen a lot over 18 months, because it's already happened a lot over six weeks, is, is I'm going to learn more about myself. Mm. Uh, there's just people observing me and, and giving me feedback and speaking into my life that, that maybe just wasn't happening really for, for several years. And uh, so, so there are things I, I think I'm gifted and, and able to do. I do love to preach and teach the Word of God. Uh, I've kind of been given this label uh, by a few people that I, I'm a living room pastor. Yeah. I like relationships. I like yeah. getting into people's lives. And, and I do. I really think that is, is a truism about me. Um, maybe, a, maybe a little bit humorous and, and humbling conversation just the other night. I absolutely love to sing. I love to sing. I'm just not very good at it. <laughs> and uh, my wife is very musically talented and, and has a beautiful voice. And uh, we've always said she sings real well and I sing real loud. So um, I, I love uh, the worship in the Engage churches. I love just the, the ability and the talents that are there, not, not to highlight themselves, but to highlight the worship and to really help us lift our voice in song and praise to God. And, and I'm just not that guy. So uh, it, musically, probably going to need to have somebody come alongside. And um, th there are a few, a few detail things that I would say uh, I lean into. Sometimes I'm a little bit OCD, I guess. But um, being detailed and being administrative isn't always the same. Yeah. And so I, I certainly see some of the way the people function around the Engage Network and just their ability um, to, to facilitate change, to ask uh, really the, the how mm. of the why yeah. and the what question and how are we going to make this work. Uh, I really commend that in you, Jason. I've seen that even in six weeks, and that's been a blessing to me. And so I, I think probably somebody who has that skill set and uh, then just, just last night, I got a really neat opportunity uh, to go out calling with, uh, with Chuck DeClean, with my father-in-law, uh, and with Dick Ober. So what and, does that uh, mean, calling? For those uh, calling, we went to a neighborhood. Yeah, we went to a neighborhood with a newcomers list. Yeah. And we were just making contacts. And they haven't done it for months due to COVID. And they said, hey, let's just try this. And it was overwhelmingly positive uh, reception. Uh, we went to several places. We just knocked on the door and stood way back. Um, one, one person spoke to us in a mask, but the rest were really friendly. Uh, but what I observed that night, uh, last night between Dick and Chuck is that the, really the, the passion for gospel evangelism, it feeds off itself and, and it fuels mm. from one to another. We know Chuck's heart is for evangelism, uh, but he has uh, Dick Ober going with him. And I just watch those two just kind of pump each other up. And, you know, I, I want to see people come to know Christ. I want to share the gospel. I want to make those new contacts. But having somebody to come alongside you who has that same heart and passion, you know, it's like the one plus one equals three yeah. principle. You're, yeah. you're better together because yeah. of that. Yeah. And I sure hope that um, an individual or, or many individuals will come into the church plant with just hearts of fire for evangelism. And so uh, that's the team that I'll probably need to be looking for. Yeah, I love that. I love that. It's great philosophy. It's the way we've done church planting from, from Pastor Pat leading through that with Dave Heisterkamp in our church plant in, in our first church plant in Lakeside, uh, all the way through to New City and, and now you guys. Alan, same question to you. Okay, so what roles, what, what goals do you have in the Lord willing in the church plant in the future? Um, what are some ways that you want to get dug in there? Well, first of all, I want to make sure that my ministry is first to my husband. And I, I do praise the Lord because I do feel like he's 
led us together and we are better together, uh, ministering better together. Um, so making sure that I'm keeping our home running smooth because I know church planting is going to be a stress on the, on the family, just busy. Um, so I want to make sure to do that. But another one of my passions is just for women's ministry. Um, I want women to know God's word. I feel like we have far too long just had this double standard of men should be the ones looking at these deep theological issues of the Bible mm -hmm. and women just get the fluff, you know, just to get through your daily routine. Um, but that's wrong. Mm. Um, we just, we need women who know their words so that they can know God's words so that they can encourage one another. Um, and I would just love to see a thriving women's ministry that can know God's word so they can be a help to the church because they can really, I think women can really set a tone uh, for their families and for the church. And if they are being fed, um, I think that's going to be something that will help the church. Yeah. So that's what I'd love to see. Yeah, I think that's a great answer. But on a less spiritual note, I have to add one more thing in. <laughs> I'm going to need a, a MacGyver type person to come <laughs> along with me. I am I am not a bricks and mortar guy. Uh, I'm not going to build you anything. Uh, I'm not going to fix anything that's broken. I'll probably be the one that broke it, but not the one that fixes it. And uh, so I'll, I'll just need those people to come along who, who God is giving that gifting to. To, to care for facilities, or even as I think about the setup and teardown that New City does every week, um, you need somebody who really knows their stuff in that. Yeah, yeah. Really good. Really good, practical, pragmatic. You know, th this is who we are. This is what we think maybe we, we could be missing. Um, even more important than those practical things are the is that personal passion, mm -hmm. the, the heart for Jesus, the heart to see other people be more like Jesus, get to know him and, and fall in love with him and follow him and grow in him and then show others uh, all about who he is in that relationship. And so I, I, I guess, you know, we've got listeners, watchers or whatever. I, I, maybe just a final challenge to, to those of you that are watching this. You've heard a story about Stephen and Ellen who are normal people that said yes to Jesus, you know, God's call in their life. And maybe that's you today. Maybe you're sitting at your kitchen table or maybe you're vacuuming listening to this or maybe you're at work on your lunch break and sitting at your desk or maybe you're even driving around or taking a run or on your bicycle or whatever. And uh, you're thinking, you know, maybe God could use me in a church plant. Maybe God could even use me to be a part of a core team, a core group going with someone like Stephen and Ellen, perhaps even you know, a year, 18 months from now, being a part of the team, a gospel-centered team that is launching another gospel-centered church to make waves in the kingdom and for the kingdom uh, for Jesus' sake. Maybe that's you as you're watching this and as you're listening to this. It could be that God is working in someone's life right now as he has worked in your lives to get you here, yeah. that there would be a person that would say, hey, maybe I'm next. Maybe God is calling me next. And maybe our next church planting pastor and wife are watching this or listening to this right now as well. So that's a challenge, I think, maybe an mm -hmm. encouragement just to be always thinking, is God calling you into something like this? So Stephen, I'll give you the last word. Um, close for us, challenge us, remind us. Well, I, I think you are landing the plane in an excellent way. That's, that's the most important thing that I would want to wrap up with as well. Uh, we don't know exactly where this church plan is going to be. Yeah. I hope in 18 months uh, we are... 
spiritually convinced that we're headed to the right location through fasting and prayer, uh, saying, Lord, is this the spot? I hope we're personally convinced that this is a great area for us to lean into. And uh, also just demographically looking at what's going on. Where is the city growing? Where is the need? Uh, but even if we have all of those things, we absolutely need a great team of people surrounding us and supporting us. Yeah. And we hope to have that as well. So at the beginning of 2020, yeah. uh, a lot of things are happening now that we never would have guessed. We never would have foreseen. Um, at the beginning of 2020, my, my wife and I didn't see this coming down the pike for us. Hmm. Uh, but maybe you're sitting right there and as you think about 2021, uh, you don't see church planting on your radar, uh, but maybe it will be. And uh, I would just ask that you would prayerfully consider uh, if God might use you and if there's even a, a hint or even a stirring in your soul that you just take that first step of obedience and say, God, how could you use me? How could I maximize my gifts for your glory? Uh, we want more people, more like Jesus. We want disciple-making churches, planting disciple-making churches. And that means all of us uh, working together. And so that's our great desire. Yeah. And that's our prayer. Amen. And as Paul said to Timothy, right? Take care of yourself and the teaching. Persist in this. Keep doing it. Work hard. Even though times are tough at times. <laughs> Even though it's not easy. It's, it's mostly not easy to persist in this. But the result is that you not only save yourself, but also those that hear you. Amen. Thanks, Stephen. Thank, thank you. you so much, Alan. Yeah. And thank you to you friends for being a part of this today as well.